Welcome back to the Chapter Chats and Chill podcast. Your cozy reading nook where we talk everything about books, tropes, fave characters and more. This is Elena. This is Marwa. And Emma. And we invite you to get comfortable, grab a cup of tea or coffee and get ready to enter a world where stories come true. Welcome to this special episode of Chapter Chats and Chills, the podcast. This is going to be a chit chat about books and a special episode for Valentine's Day. I don't know about you girls, but I kind of love Valentine's Day. That's why I'm wearing my only pink t-shirt <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> no, I love the cozy and romantic vibe, but uh, I want to hear about you as well. What do you think of this special occasion? Actually, I share the same feeling. I know that many people think of Valentine's Day as a commercial holiday and that they don't need a specific day to celebrate love and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I honestly don't agree with that necessarily. On the contrary, I think that it's an extra opportunity to remind the person you love how happy you are to have them in your life. Of course, you don't have to do anything big to celebrate, but small gestures are always appreciated. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm pro Valentine's Day too. <laughs> I agree with you girls. I love the vibes of Valentine. I love the love is celebrated. Actually, I'm not that attached to this kind of like holidays, but I love the whole setting. Even though it's not like Christmas that for example in town you can see all the lights and whatever but it's more intimate I don't know I love Valentine even though I don't really celebrate that much but the vibes you know the vibes we like it yeah same <laughs> and so what better day to talk about romantic books than St. Valentine's Day <laughs> So how about we start this episode by picking like the perfect book to read that has like romantic vibes for St. Valentine's Day? What do you girls think? Do you have like a one choice? I don't necessarily have a book specific to Valentine's Day, but I have a book that's like the romance is really, really good and powerful. And that is One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It's one of the best contemporary romances that I've read in my life. Ooh. I highly recommend it. The story follows a girl named Emma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So she's forced to confront her past when her husband, I think his name was Jesse, and he was presumed dead in a helicopter crash, except that he returns home after being missing for 10 years, I think, or something like that. And meanwhile, Emma got remarried again. So it's kind of complicated because she finds herself in some kind of a love triangle, but it's not really a love triangle. I don't want to spoil it for you girls, but it's mm -hmm. really, really, really good. It also explores different themes, not only romance. So you have, for example, the search of one's identity, also destiny and travels and books. It's really, really good. Seems like the perfect book for us. <laughs> travels exactly. I, romance. I, I, men I mentally put it on my... Mental I, 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 <laughs> I mentally put it on my reading list. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> well, speaking of reading lists, I've actually just added to mine a book that is from 
from, I think, a romance author. But this one is just, if I remember correctly, has just come out this month. And it's a fantasy book. I'm going to, let me quickly look for the title because I don't remember. I think you might have read something from this author. I haven't. Let me see. Ailey Hazelwood. Ah, yes. Yeah. It's the author of The Love Hypothesis. Yeah. It was the, the one that is... Marwa wanted to read, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, Bride, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because okay. you put it in your 2024. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, you have a good memory, Elena. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> so I'm very, very curious to read it. I think there's vampires as well, right? Yes. Mm. And werewolves also. Next mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Sounds interesting. <laughs> How about you, Elena? Do you have any book recommendation for Valentine's Day? Mm. I will go with Pride and Prejudices by Jane Austen as well. By the way, to everyone who's listening, if you reach episode 7 and you still haven't read Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> you are on my personal blacklist, okay? <laughs> but in order to not say all the time Pride and Prejudice, I will also recommend every book from Ellie Azewood because she's really on point and she's really smart and clever when she writes about STEM and couple and love. I would go for it. Like if you want to have a sweet day and read about a sweet couple, plus you will always find Grumpy Sunshine trope. I'm so addicted to this trope. So <laughs> it's, a, it's important plus. <laughs> Is it? Because I haven't read anything from her books. Is it usually the guy who's grumpy yeah. and the girl who's sunshine? <laughs> Yes. I wanted to read actually something that is the opposite. I find that more interesting. I think her last romance before Bride, the love theoretically or something like that, okay. it's the contrary, but I'm not sure because I haven't read it yet. Mm, but okay. normally it's the contrary. Mm. Actually, all of her books are really good. So, <laughs> your choices were great Pride and Prejudice I agree for sure which I read and love it's also like a safe choice because you can read it 1000 times and never get tired of it at least that's it for me <laughs> I think another book that it would be like a very nice read for St. Valentine's Day is Sixth Scorched Roses by Carissa Broadbent it's a fantasy <laughs> of course but it has a very much of a like a strong romance component to it it's a short story like a novella kind of so it's a quick read I really love the love story and it's a good introduction in my opinion to the whole crowns of Nayaxia world which is like one of her main series of books which I also love and it's interesting in my opinion because it's a retelling of Beauty and the Beast there is the roses element, but it's not like some retellings are really sometimes maybe repetitive in my opinion, because you know the story they're inspired from. This one is really like, it's, it's really different. Um, and the main protagonist, the girl, is also like a science person. Like mm. she's not really a traditional scientist, but she's super passionate about making scientific researches for essentially saving like her village. Strong female character as well. Looks nice. Looks good. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> and there's vampires in this one as well. Ah. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we have a team for this episode. She's vampires and werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Speaking still of romance books. 
I'm thinking besides you know the theme of vampires do you have like any favorite romantic tropes you mean besides the enemies to lovers <laughs> yeah I and mean, the forced proximity that they, that they sure. stopped here <laughs> one bed one room yeah <laughs> and the grumpy sunshine yes <laughs> I also I like the it. fake dating part but I don't know <gasps> what you girls think of it no I love, I love it, it. Yeah. <laughs> I have something on the tip of my tongue I can't remember if it was a movie that I've recently watched or a book or a story that I've read about like I wasn't expecting the fake dating but it was there but I can't remember it I will come back to it if I if if it comes back <laughs> oh by the way did you watch uh, anyone but you yes no. I watched it yesterday with my friend I really want to go to the cinema and watch this it movie it was really really good <laughs> it was actually like the old movies you know the ones they used to make like <laughs> I love that to lose the guys in 10 days like these kind of movies it's really yeah, because I saw, yeah I saw so many tiktoks of people like singing unwritten mm, yes. after like the movie <laughs> or in the movie theater I was like oh my god this is my people <laughs> it was really really nice and she's beautiful like the Destiny. actress and, uh, Sydney Sydney, Sydney. 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 Mm. she was really Sydney. stunning in the movie mm. another reason to go watch it I <laughs> I first saw her I think in Euphoria same and her performance there was like I wasn't expecting the, the turn that it took you know from from the story but she was like so talented and I think the part yes, was true. perfect for her because I also I, I think I saw a TikTok um, of an interview with with this actress and she was telling about how you know in in Euphoria I think her character is really sexualized a lot yeah. and then that was kind of happening to her as well in real life which I think is ah, so bad and I mean don't I even get me started on that but <laughs> no I think I yeah. mean she's of course like extremely beautiful but also like so 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 talented so I'm really yeah, curious to see her like good. in a comedy I think it's it, is it a comedy right yes this it's movie? Yeah. I'm really curious to see her in, in this genre as well I think it's the perfect movie to watch yeah in this period yes <gasps> oh need to go and see it but uh, <laughs> I've also discovered her in Euphoria and I think we saw the mm. same interview because back at the time I was really obsessed with this TV series and I remember that she said that she complained a little bit about the fact that she had so many unnecessary naked scenes that was also cut during the, the production because she was like I don't want to be that naked on all the time and she was like okay we need to cut some, some unnecessary naked scene because I'm not feeling comfortable I was thinking why do we have to have so many naked scenes about her character in this TV series that is about teenagers? Like, it makes zero mm -hmm. sense. And she complained about the fact that she's always portrayed as the dumb blondie girl. But she made that joke about it. She was like, actually, I'm brunette. So. <laughs> and I was so... Okay. I was like, okay. I like you even more. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so pissed off that her character was portrayed in, in that way. And I think with like the main character in Euphoria, which is Zendaya, mm -hmm. it didn't happen because she had more power of bargaining with producer because she was more famous back then. And she could say, no, I don't want to do this kind of scene. Actually, she also a producer, so she had a lot of power. But yeah, this made me think a lot about the old Hollywood kind of mm. cinema. Drama. And yeah, for sure. I think it's such a huge topic and I love that 
we're talking about it, to be honest. To me, it also makes me think that they were like the two characters, the one Zendaya and the one Sydney played. They have very different stories. So like in my mind, I re didn't really compare, you know, how much uh, nakedness there was for, for the two characters. Because Zendaya's was, a her story addict. was much more, yeah, about the drug addiction. Whereas Sydney's, I think like to me, it was kind of almost as the story of, you know, how in, in your adolescence, I guess, yeah, their adolescence, right? Like you discover sexuality as well a little bit more and you start living that part of your life as well. So it kind of made sense that there was first like naked scenes and like intimacy scenes and so on. But at the same time, I totally see the way that, I mean, this happens almost only with female characters, which is, I think, yeah. not okay. Like if you want to explore the topic of sexuality for adolescents and young people, like young adults, you should explore that for all genders and not just girls but let's see we there's also going to be a third season right yes or, yeah but I don't know 2, yeah <laughs> yeah we don't know <laughs> hopefully sooner than later in the meantime we have wonderful books fortunately <laughs> Yay. i was thinking since we so often like i feel like us we read so much romanticy or fantasy and romance and the two genres are kind of intertwined in some of the books that we read and talk about in this podcast i was wondering like how do you feel about the role of magic in the romance stories we read about <laughs> by role of magic do you mean like fantasy elements or more like scenes that wouldn't work in real life but yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go up with the celebrity meets random person and falls in love with her i don't know if it matches <laughs> the description of magic in romance but to me it's kind of like a fantasy i mean sure we have some specific cases like this in real life but in general it's not something that happens every day at least mm. not that i know of <laughs> and i don't know it feels like kind of dreamy i mean i'm sure we all had the celebrity crush that we've been obsessed with when we were younger or even now from matters <laughs> so yeah it's not a common trope but it's still cool and it's kind of magical i think mm -hmm. yeah. i love it i used to love it when i was younger by the way did you watch uh starstruck on disney yes. channel yes no. yes yes <laughs> i was obsessed with this movie i loved it i have no idea which which one it is <laughs> um it's about a girl who goes to see her grandparents i think or something like that okay mm -hmm. and her grandparents live in the same city as a rock star and she accidentally oh. meet him on the beach okay. or something like that okay they fell in love and she hates <laughs> him at first of course typical <laughs> Of course, <laughs> the old version of enemies to lovers. <laughs> yes, and I still listen to the songs. By the way, I know them by heart. Yes, it, so. <laughs> I feel like to me, it's almost all the tropes. Like besides maybe the forest proximity, but especially when we're talking about fantasy books where we have fays or vampires or like supernatural uh, creatures, because they're they tend to be so possessive, and in the like in the fantasy world it kind of makes sense because they're more primal creatures than us humans technically at least they're more like expressive of that part of the, themselves but I feel like so for example you know when there is typical trope of if you touch her you like you're done <laughs> I mean 
I'm all for it, like when I'm reading a fantasy book, but uh, I feel like in real life that would be concerning, to say the least. Yeah, yeah too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> Run. For sure. <laughs> There's also the age gap in fantasies, mm. like, you know, she's a, oh a teenager or maybe she's 20 something and he's like 100 and I don't know what yeah. old. So yeah, that would be kind of difficult to go out with an old man like that. I think. Then come on. Sure. <laughs> That's the supreme level of sugar daddy, I think. <laughs> the highest level. If it's a fae, it's fine. <laughs> it's a Or like Edward from Twilight. It's a oh my god, yeah. Okay. By the way, he was definitely my crush, like Robert Pattinson when I was a teenager. Really? I loved him. <laughs> like I had his poster in my room um, from the teenage magazines. <laughs> <laughs> I relate because I had the same. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember having the new moon poster, you know, mm. the one when there's Love him triangle. and yes, and Jacob also. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if I've ever asked you girls, were you team Edward or team Jacob? Team Jacob. <gasps> no way, really? Okay. But I never read the, the book. I just saw the movie, like the first two or three. For a moment when I was reading New Moon, and I think Eclipse as well, because the love triangle kind of expands, like it goes through part of Eclipse as well. I was confused. <laughs> uh, I didn't really know. It was like a Conrad, who's the uh, other Jeremiah. brother, like Jeremiah situation for that part. But then I think it was Tim Edward and it makes sense at the end. But I have to say... Because uh, I reread Twilight, I think, like a couple of years ago. Right now, I would find it concerning, like how Edward is essentially stalking her. <laughs> so probably, <laughs> probably if I was to reread the series right now for the first time, I, I could be potentially Team Jacob. I actually was Team Jacob because I kind of baited him. Like, I don't know, he was so all nice and friendly and he was always there for her. Yeah. She ditched yeah. him in the end. So. In the, the end, so sad. But in the end, the author like wrote the book from Edward's perspective, like yeah. all the book or just the first one? I think I only think the was... first one. Yes. Yeah? Only the first one. I haven't. Have I read it? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's the same story and I've reread it 1,000 times already, so... <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. To be honest, I don't think I'll like it that much if I read it for the first time now. I don't think I'll like it at all. I don't know. <laughs> Why? First of all, I don't like nor Edward nor Bella, especially not Bella. Mm. I find her so annoying. I don't know. I mean... It's kind of pick me girl. Yes! Especially in the... F no, even the last book. Or maybe less in the last book, but in the first book, she was such a big me girl. Also, I don't know, I don't like the dynamic of the character that much. Mm. I mean, when I was younger, it was one of the first fantasy books that I've read. So I was all, oh, wow, this is so cool. This is so great. What is it? Mm -hmm. But now it's just full of cliches. For example, the first book, nothing much happens besides the romance. And the romance is kind of weird. <laughs> like, like he's and there's a love triangle. Yes. 
<laughs> like there's a love triangle. And, yeah. So yeah. To me, it, it has clear indications that it's a romanticy book from 2010-ish, mm -hmm. those years, right? And I love the turn that this genre has taken lately with strong female characters and really like going into the characters and not just the story or the love dynamic between the characters. It was a fun read for Teenage Emma, but um, yeah, <laughs> it was also interesting to reread it now, but it's, yeah, I also wouldn't really love it, it that much. No, I would be curious though to read a little bit more maybe about the other characters. I loved Alice and her story I think is so interesting and there's so much more to tell about her. So that one I would like to read. Speaking about characters that we loved or that we didn't really love, do you have like favorite romance or romanticy book boyfriends and girlfriends? Like if we were to pick three, who would it be and why? Three. Yeah, or one. I don't know. <laughs> It's difficult for me to pick one. <laughs> I think I would go with Lila and Kel in The Darker Shade of Magic. I don't think that there is too much romance, but there is the right balance between magic, fantasy, and also the romance part. They two together, like Kel and Lila, it's fireworks for me. Like it was one of my favorite series back, back in the days because it's from 2000, I think 2017 to 2016. I love everything. I love how romance is portrayed between the two of them because they are like they are themselves and then they develop this kind of couple it's so perfectly portrayed for me the romance side mm. what about you for me i'll say since i have a lot accumulated of book boyfriends over the year i'll try and name a few that differ from those i usually mention so i'll go with i don't know if you read the wrath and the dawn by Rene yep. Adier. It's a retailing of the Arabian Nights. It's so beautiful. And so I'll go with Khalid Ibn Rashid from the this duology. It's such an underrated duology, by the way. You have True. to read it, Emma. It's mm -hmm. really, really, really good. Anyway, the reason I picked up Khalid is because he's so mainly like he's gentle, he's calm, he's smart, mm. he's strong physically and <laughs> mentally, but he can also be soft and vulnerable especially with Scheherazade the main protagonist he's everything you can hope for in a book boyfriend like he's really an underrated character he's really really mm, really good I agree <laughs> how about you Emma difficult difficult choice <laughs> the first person that comes to mind would actually be recent per usual but just because yesterday I saw a TikTok with some of recent quotes from the first Akutar book when they were under the mountain and how like they were spread out I think throughout the the few chapters about that episode and I didn't really remember those and rereading the quotes like how much he gave Farah strength I just it made my heart melt <laughs> but I also have like a few other favorite book boyfriends that I'm not 100% sure about yet because I haven't finished like I haven't read all about them one would be Azriel. I have like a good feeling about him even though I know a good part of TikTok didn't really love have you read the extra chapter from Silver Flames no because you haven't read no. Silver Flames right okay nope. so there's this extra chapter I don't know if I mean it's not really a spoiler so if you want I can tell you what happens in the chapter but also if you if you prefer to 
keep it a secret for now and read the book. I I can shut my mouth. <laughs> for me, you can know. say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys, if you haven't read Silver Flames, you can maybe skip ahead of a couple of minutes. Here it is. So in Silver Flames, we have a new character. Or maybe she was kind of mentioned in the fourth book, uh, Gwyn. She is a priestess from, you know, there is like this part of the, the mountain residence of recent, I think, where some priestesses live. The one where the monster was hidden, like Briaxis, I think mm-hmm. their name was. So there is this priestess that becomes close with Nesta. And I won't tell anything more about, you know, that part, which is like super interesting. But to keep it simple, she becomes... Uh, very close with Nesta and we get like a glimpse of her story it's very like tragic story how she ends up in Velaris and there is some love love tension between Azrael and Elaine in this extra chapter there is some potential for something to happen and Azrael was about to gift a necklace to Elaine to kind of express his feelings but he doesn't because they're interrupted by reason she's like no, 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 this cannot happen. Elaine has a mate already, and so that would be too tricky. You can't do it. And so what happens is Azrael is also kind of friends with Queen. And at the end of the bonus chapter, he gifts the necklace to Queen. Hmm. So, really? Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, he goes to give the necklace to her. He doesn't meet her directly, but he gives the necklace to Clotho, which is kind of like boss priestess, I guess, where they live and work. Um, and he says, Can you please give it to Queen? Yeah. So this is weird. I know, I know. But at the same time, I really hope that something like between them happens because I feel like there is a poten- like there is so much chemistry between the, the two. And I feel Azrael can redeem himself for this not so nice thing that he did. <laughs> I want to give him a chance. But if I know Sarah Jimas a little bit, it will go she will go with um, with Gwen first. And then in in the end, she's going to be with uh, Elaine for sure. No, do you think so? I think he can redeem himself, maybe. Yeah, because she is always doing it. But and we're going to hate Gwen at some point also. Just <laughs> exactly. like she did with K.O.L. And just like she did with Tamlin. No. Well, I mean... Mm. <laughs> You would have to read about her story. <laughs> I think it's impossible. No, no, I think it's... I mean, anyone could potentially turn into a bad character, like an evil character, but I don't think that's the case for Queen. I, I, can, I can't say anything more. I have another book boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's actually one book boyfriend that I don't talk about enough, although he's one of the best fictional characters that I've met in my life. It's Dorian Haviliard from the <gasps> Throne of Glass series. I want to read more about him, definitely. He's so, so good. Like, he's so cunning and handsome. Mm. And I honestly think that he had the best character development in the whole series. So Team Dorian all over the way. He's so good. Yeah. At the beginning, he kind of seems like he's not expressing his full self in a way. Mm. He's very like shadowed by the presence of his father. And he's kind of hesitant. Mm. I don't know. Like I remember his kind of love story with Selena in the first books. He was just a kid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. It was I'm always everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very curious to see. But I'm I ended just... up with... No, yeah. don't say anything. Don't say anything. Ah, okay, okay. I will not say it. I mean... I will not say it. No, 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 no. I mean, no. I've read... <laughs> I've read... Uh, <laughs> some, like... I've reached the part where he has kind of, like, not necessarily, like, proper love story. I mean, they just hook up, essentially. <laughs> uh, with Manon. The, Manon, which, yeah. Yeah. I I, I yeah, me too. But I she's want to badass. see like where I that is her. going. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's like good kind of like mm. book girlfriends, right? Mm. Because she's badass, she's a side character, really strong. Mm. I love her. And she's she has smart. dragons. Mm. <laughs> she's also very protective of mm. her loved ones. True. I'm also curious to read about Lorcan. I was kind of disappointed, like not necessarily disappointed. Sorry, guys, we didn't say anything. But if you haven't read <laughs> Throne of Glass and you haven't reached like book Sorry five, you probably, <laughs> yeah, you probably want to skip ahead a little bit. Um, I loved the dynamic between him and Elliot. Yes. So I loved that they had like this chemistry and there was something between them. But then I reached the point where the evil queen aunt of Elin shows up. I think she's even worse than Amarantha. Like Amarantha, you can see that coming and she's, I mean, she's very bad. She's abusive with recent and everything. But the level of mental abuse and manipulation that Maeve enacts on other people she i was like shocked but yeah, uh, so i get that he's like under the blood like he's from blood oath no yes yes i think that's it thank you so he couldn't do anything but i hate that his lover uh hates him for it and he kind of doesn't say anything like we need more communication between these characters please so i don't know what to expect those two are really good too. The, mm. Their side story is cute. Yeah. And also they represent, in my opinion, the grumpy feet sunshine trope. She's mm. kind of sunshine, but he's 100% grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Elena, do you want to add another book boyfriend maybe? Actually, reading Divine Rivals, I think like he has a potential. Boyfriend material. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has potential. Yeah. I think he's really nice. I mean, I'm loving everything, but the way in which they interact, I don't know. Maybe it's because they are like sending letter between mm, them so in the way. Oh my God, it's so whole school, but so yes. there is this connection that is like different from everything else that I've read. How the author choose the word. It's like reading these beautiful poems and this beautiful letter. It's, I'm stunned actually because I've never been in a relationship like that. Like someone sending <laughs> this kind of letter. I mean, I could cry every day. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So the yeah. Roman is boyfriend material I think. The only ick for me is that he's kind of keeping a secret. Don't spoil. Don't spoil. Don't spoil. No, no, I mean it's not, it's not a major <laughs> secret but Elena, you know what I mean, right? So yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. gonna know. You're gonna know them. <laughs> so I don't know. Again, I'm more for open communication. <laughs> True. But then it's gonna fold it in a way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. hmm. Then maybe it will change my mind. <laughs> I'm gonna start it right after this conversation ends. Yes. <laughs> I'm too curious now. <laughs> By the way, guys, I think this is the perfect moment to announce our next book of the month, which, which is, is going to be Fine Rivals. You have guessed it. Voila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
by Rebecca Ross. And the next episode, so next Wednesday, it will be an introduction into this world which is filled with love, but also war and tension and heartache. In a way, it's like a historical yeah. fiction by the right yeah. historical fiction with like um, magical elements as Magic. well, which is I think mm -hmm. is very cool. <laughs> True. <laughs> Can wait, girls. Um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's all for today's episode. As always, yes. you can find the details of all the books that we've mentioned throughout the episode in the description of the episode. In case you want to go back at them to your TBR or just start reading them right away, <laughs> which is what I recommend. <laughs> Thank you, girls. That's a Thank you for tuning into Chapter Chat and Chill. If you loved this episode, make sure you give it a five-star rating, thumbs up, and comment below what you want to hear next. To stay connected in between episodes, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Chapter Chats and Chill.